Welcome to Hospitality Daily. I'm your host, Josiah McKenzie. I have to tell you, I was initially a little bit hesitant to run this episode. If you've listened to some of the guests we've had on the show over the past couple of months, you'll understand why I've come to believe the future of hospitality is more human than ever. And frankly, the idea of more robotics and robots and hospitality was making me feel just a little bit uneasy. But today's guest challenged my probably overly simplistic view of all of this. We're joined by Rob Dacey, a general manager with Prospera Hospitality at the Hilton Garden Inn in Pittsburgh. You might remember a couple months ago, Rob joined the show and shared all he's doing to take care of his teams and participate in his community through volunteering efforts. And if anybody's going to convince me about the role of robotics in hospitality, it's probably going to be Rob. So I encourage you to listen to his story and then let me know what you think. Here's Rob. As COVID happened, we looked very quickly as a a management company of what do we do? How do we still be the best management company we can be for our owners and for our teams? Um, And part of that was, you know, I was involved with our corporate team and some of the other GMs that work for our company in looking at, at that time, what is out there to, to make hotels safe, right? People want to travel or need to travel, but they have to feel safe in doing it. So we got into you know, different kind of cleaning and sanitizing um, tools, items, autonomous sprayers, UV lighting, that kind of stuff. And then obviously COVID kind of ended abruptly and things normalized a lot quicker than anybody thought they would. And after the pandemic happened, we were at a point where now, okay, people are starting to come back to work, people are starting to travel. And we looked at this and said, now there's a huge issue in the industry is that people aren't coming back to the industry. And, and we know that's for a various, you know, a various amount of reasons, you know, whether it's bad pay, quality of life, all those things that people talk about all the time right now with within this industry. But people weren't coming back. So that left a huge gap for operators and guests of how do we provide guests with the same service we were providing pre-COVID, pre-pandemic, now with less staff, less resources. And honestly, I, you know, in my opinion, guest expectation has gone up since the pandemic as well. So, so now guests are expecting more. They're also paying more for it. And how do we execute giving them more? Uh, because quite frankly, most hotels just don't have the staff to give the level of service we gave at one point in time. So Prospera kind of launched Prospera Health and Hospitality and saw it as an opportunity to really get involved and say, well, what what can we do to be first to market with some stuff that, that isn't out there right now, right? So you've seen, you know, everyone's seen the, the autonomous delivery bots and stuff like that in hospitals and other various industries, but it was new to, it was new to hospitality. As I've worked with Kevin and his team um, with Prospera Health and Hospitality for a while now, and every time we that I've been involved, that we talk to a new robotics creator, inventor, designer, engineer, they never seem to have really the the hospitality side of this thing in mind. They're used to working in hospitals and places where okay, the appearance really doesn't matter. The guest facing technology really isn't super important because it's just, it's just being controlled by employees and they run around the hospitals and they deliver, you know, medication or they deliver um, linens or, or whatever they deliver on their own. So it really doesn't, there's really no appeal to them. They're, they're just there. Um, so we've been working with these companies to develop solutions that really work in the hotel. Um, something that's guest facing that a guest can interact with, that a guest can access, 
that looks appeasing to a guest. You know, the appearance of it can't be this big industrial monster roaming around through the lobby. It's got to be something that looks cool. So then the guests look at that and say, wow, this belongs. It fits the hotel. It fits the operation. It looks cool. And, and it's intriguing. What is this? Um, so that's kind of where, you know, and then, as I said, I saw the stuff you were starting to work on and people you were starting to talk to. And I'm like, well, we're already doing this. So I think it'd be important to get our story out there and let people know what we're doing, why we're doing it, how we're doing it, and what's been successful, what maybe hasn't been, um, as we kind of move through this process of, in my opinion, reinventing what the future of hospitality looks like. I remember from our first conversation, you talking about your own career journey, and then how community-focused you are. And that post in that episode was a massive hit. People loved it, what you're doing in the community. So it, it's clear you care about people, you care about community, uh, but you also are speaking to a very real need that you have here. And so I, I want to dig into this and maybe to set the stage, how are you using robotics today at your hotel? Right. So we're still kind of the test property. Okay. So we, we have some, there are some hotels out there that have gone forward with purchasing or ordering some of these, these devices, but we're kind of like the first stop. Once Prospera selects or finds a robotics company or a product we really like, eight out of 10 times it ends up here at my hotel and then we test it. So today we have a whole, a whole myriad of things we're using. So we have robotic vacuums, autonomous robotic vacuums. We have two different kinds. We've got a, a larger one that can do our banquet space and can do public areas pretty quickly. And that's a mapped product. So it maps, the area is pre-mapped. It runs within its map and when it's complete, it stops. We also have a smaller kind of uh, Roomba type size, if you will, robotic vacuum. Um, and those are for smaller spaces. And we use those more so in our hallways and mostly in guest rooms. Um, they are not pre-mapped, so they're self-mapping. As they move about the room, they, they design the room map to understand where they are and what they need to clean. Um, they're pretty quick, but they can do an entire guest room in about 15 to 20 minutes, um, if not less, depending. So while the, the housekeeper's in there doing their thing and cleaning the room, the vacuum's doing its thing and doing the carpet. So now that alleviates the need for a housekeeper to spend an extra five or 10 minutes vacuuming the room. It alleviates the need for them to carry a big, heavy vacuum around with them. And they have a pretty decent battery life. They last for a nice amount of time. Um, we have the restaurant delivery robots. So we have um, two different prototypes of that. Um, both kind of do the same thing. You basically put, put on whatever the you know, on the shelving, one is an enclosed unit and one's an open unit, um, put on the shelving, whatever you want to deliver to a table, all the tables are pre-mapped. So you send the, the robot to the area or to the specific table. It goes, it stops. It lets the guests know, Hey, listen, I'm here with your food or, you know, shelf number two is your shelf, take your food. And then once it realizes that the food's been taken, it moves on to its next stop. Um, and then eventually makes its way back to wherever it started, whether it's at the kitchen or at the bar or wherever, wherever it came from. And then our staff is also using those same robots to bus tables. So, you know, when they have a busy breakfast or a busy dinner and they've got a lot of leftover dirty dishes and stuff in the restaurant, they want to get clean quick. They can throw a couple of bus tubs onto the robot, send it where they want it, load it up. And once it's full, they can send it right back to the kitchen to go wait for them in dish where they can then drop off the dishes and, and be clear. Um, uh, delivery robots. We have one that's, you know, we've been using recently. Um, it's, it's a pretty cool thing. Honestly, it's, it's a really cool robot. The technology is amazing. Um, it, it's got a great design. It's wrapped. It's got the Hilton garden and logo. It's got some local sports stuff on it. 
um, just to kind of go with the Pittsburgh theme. It's kind of got a black and goldish wrap, if you will. Um, and that robot's nice because we can send whatever we want to guest rooms. I mean, we can send, you know, obviously when we get DoorDash or, or Uber Eats deliveries, we don't let delivery drivers go up to the rooms. And that's always a point of contention because guests are like, listen, wait a second, I, I ordered this so I didn't have to come down. And it's like, well, yeah, but we don't want them to come up to your rooms for security reasons, your security, other guest security. We don't know who these people are. So this is nice because when food comes to the front desk, front desk can take it, you know, accept the delivery for the guest, go over to the robot program what compartment they're going to use, where it's going, um, enter the guest's phone number, send it, and off it goes. Once it gets to the guest room, it texts the guest and lets them know, hey, your delivery is here. They go out, they either scan a QR code on their phone, or they use the passcode that's sent to them in the same text to access the um, to access the robot, to access the delivery bot. They get their delivery out of it, they shut the door, and off it goes. And it can do single deliveries, it could do multiple rooms, and then it comes back down to the front desk when it's done. And how does it navigate elevators? So that piece we're, we're kind of implementing right now, it has its own elevator interface. Um, and what it does is as it approaches the elevator, it calls the elevator and it holds the car. So once it enters the elevator, um, it, it makes sure there's nobody else on it. And then it'll enter the elevator. And once it is on the elevator, that elevator car now is dedicated to that robot until it gets off wherever it has to go. So if it's going up to the third floor and somebody's at two, you know, hitting the button to get on, it's not going to stop at two. It's just going to bypass them right by two. It'll go right to three where it's going. It'll get off. And once the robot exits the car, it then releases the, the, the elevator car back into queue for normal guest use. And guests can call it at that point. Uh, and, and same thing when it returns. Right. And it's, and it's awesome because, you know, we obviously don't want to get guests on the elevator with the, with the bot because, you know, I mean, it's, it's a tight space as it is. The bot's a decent size. Um, and it makes the delivery quicker. That way, if we're trying to run hot food or something cold or something needs to get somewhere quick, you're not being constantly stopped you know, every floor. Uh, now for my hotel, we only have four floors. So we're not, you know, that's probably wouldn't be a huge issue for us. But for some of the resort properties that we're looking at, uh, you know, that have 10 and 15 and 20 floors, you know, that could take a long time for something to get up to floor 20 if it's getting stopped every couple of floors. Mm-hmm. Um, and contrary on that same that same topic, we use the robot um, also for guests. Guests have a, a QR code in the room they can scan. And from there, they can place an order. They can order amenities, you know, if they need towel, shampoo, whatever that might be, they can order stuff from our pantry, our garden market. So, you know, if they want to order snacks or candy bars or bottles of water or soda, they can order that. Um, or if they want to order food from, from the restaurant for room service, they can order that as well. And then we can go ahead and just load the bot up. Um, again, kind of the same process. The order comes through. The only difference is when a guest places the order, we have a tablet at the front desk, the tablet things, we accept the order. Um, and then from there, we manually load whatever we're putting into it, into the, into the device, pick the job, send it off on its way, goes up, does the same thing, delivers, comes back when it's done and docks itself. As the manager of the place, how are you thinking about the balance of where do my people focus? Where do robotics play a role? Well, I mean, I would say it's been a good balance for us. When we started doing this, one of the big things that I tried to make clear to the team is, you know, especially a housekeeping team, these things are coming in to help you. They're not here to take your job. They're not here to cut your hours. They're not here to take work away from you. These things are here to actually make your jobs easier and let you focus on things that are more important that you need to focus on without having the burden of vacuuming the f- carpets or scrubbing the floors in the lobby. Um, so the balance has actually gone pretty well. I think uh, the majority of our team, especially front desk, loves it because, you know, here's the thing. There's nights where there's only one person at the desk. And when you've got guests calling left and right, they need towels, they need supplies. They don't want to come down for them. You know, it c- comes back to a service a service standpoint too, right? Somebody's in the hotel, you know, they're paying good money for a night to stay here. Do they really want to have to be burdened? 
to come down to the desk to get towels or toilet paper or whatever they need to go back up to the room. You know, in my opinion, that's a service we should provide as a hotel. But when you have one person at the desk, it becomes challenging when you've got phones ringing, guests in front of you, to then have to take supplies and run them somewhere in the hotel, abandoning the desk for 5, 10, 15 minutes, who knows how long. Um, So this kind of fits in with that. And, you know, I think that everybody has accepted everything very, very well. Um, And it's allowed us to really focus our attention with our staff on doing the more intricate cleanings that maybe weren't getting done as often, maybe, you know, like deep room cleans, um, high dusting, you know, stuff that we didn't have the time or the resources to focus on before. Now we can because we're not being inundated with, you know, scrubbing the floors, vacuuming the carpets, cleaning the windows. Uh, Those efforts can be refocused by the staff and they can accomplish more in their day with less distraction and less stop and start time. I actually started my career at a small property where I was often the only staff member on property. And I just know what it's like to be pulled in a million directions, feel like you're behind, you know, a little bit of help would have been awesome. What kind of feedback are you getting from guests? And the guests seem to love it. I mean, you have the one guest here and there that makes a, you know, makes a funny comment about something, but most guests really seem to like it. I mean, guests come in the front door and it, it's funny because depending on what time of day you come in, you, you know, check-in time and early check-ins really see a, a lot of this stuff because the floor scrubbing robot we have, and that runs pretty much, we start that about 9 a.m. and that runs pretty much until 5 p.m. And it literally just does our entire public area on our main floor and it scrubs. It's like a, you know, like a walk behind floor scrubber, except it's autonomous. So it sprays, it scrubs, it squeegees and suctions the water off. And honestly, our floors have never been cleaner. And the the best part is it doesn't use chemicals. So there's no chemical costs associated with it. It's just water. And it does such a great job that we've actually seen the floors look cleaner now than than when we were mopping them by hand. And that's his hours off a person's day. So anyways, so guest comes in the front door. You know, we've got a ton of windows in our lobby. So we constantly have the window cleaning robots up on the windows running. So they see that. Um, the vacuums might be outgoing in the carpet. They see that, um, the big delivery robot kind of sits right next to our front desk. So that's a, a big, you know, point for them, you know, big draw to their eye when they're standing there. And then they see the, you know, depending again, what time of day it is, the restaurant robot might be moving about. Um, sometimes we just cruise these things like they have cruise modes. You can just let them run around and just, just for the heck of it, just for people to see. Sometimes we'll do that. Um, and then you got the floor scrubber going. So it's, it's people come in and they're just intrigued. People ask questions left and right. What is this? How does that work? What does it do? Oh, I can't wait to try this. Oh, I'm going to order something tonight just to try this. And we actually see people, you know, that are buying things and spending money to, to order things just to have this robot delivered to them, which is really cool. What's been the business impact that you're running the place? You see the numbers. What's this doing for you? Um, I think it's definitely saved us labor dollars and saved us. Um, it saved our staff a lot of strain. You know, like you said a couple of times when we talked originally, a big thing for us is culture here and, and making sure our team's well taken care of. And, um, you know, pre-robotic time, um, it was definitely taking a toll on our staff. I mean, on all of us, even the managers, we were seeing it all, all the way around that the workload was heavy, the staffing was thin, and everybody was just being pulled in so many directions, doing so many things at one time. And it was becoming overwhelming to people. Um, I, having these in place, I've changed that completely. I mean, people look forward to come to work. I mean, we have employees who are here who help us run the robots. We've got a couple employees that we've picked out to help us manage the robots, if you will, make sure they're being clean, make sure they're being maintained, make sure they're getting charged, make sure they're getting dropped off and put where they need to be at what times they need to be there. And uh, it's definitely been great for morale. I can't tell you how many housekeepers love the fact that they don't have to vacuum the rooms anymore. They love it. It's been great for, for morale. It's definitely saved some money. It's definitely cut back on labor. We've seen our minutes per occupied room go down um, or minutes per room for cleaning. 
time go down a couple minutes per room with these. And, and while that might not seem like a lot to a hotelier who knows what those numbers mean, a couple minutes per room is a big savings, especially in a high volume hotel like ours. Um, so really, it's been all around a great thing. And it's been a really great learning process, too, because the cool thing is that, A, we are learning as as the robotics companies learn because they've all been focused on other industries. And it's kind of neat because between our hotel and Prospera, we're helping these robotics companies reshape these devices to work in hotels and for hospitality purposes, whether it's in restaurants, hotels, whatever, versus being in the healthcare or industrial setting that they come from. So it's kind of nice to be a part of it. It's kind of cool for the team. You know, we, we do different interviews and different team member events where we get feedback from the teams. The different robotics companies will come in. They'll spend some time at the property. They'll talk to the team. And I think that's been a big, a big thing for morale, too. The team feels like they're really a part of something huge because they're giving suggestions. You know, you've got housekeepers and front desk agents giving suggestions to robotics engineers on how do we improve these products? How do we make them work for us? And I think them being able to be a part of that is really cool. And I think as we see this down the road, as this evolves and you actually see this become more and more prevalent in hotels, you know, the team at this hotel who was involved in kind of the startup of it to go to a hotel somewhere and say, man, I, I remember this. I, you know, I gave them the idea to make it blue or put that cover on it or do make it do this. And, you know, I think that's a really cool thing to be a part of. So it's definitely gone well for all parties. Before we go, I want to let you know about a few more things. First, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite app to stay inspired each day by actionable insights from the most interesting people in hospitality. Second, I've started sharing videos and photos from the stories on this show on Instagram and YouTube, so if you'd like to see those or watch along, I encourage you to follow Hospitality Daily there so we can stay in touch. Third, if you'd like to listen to more conversations like the one you just heard, visit this podcast website at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. I've spent a lot of time building out this website because I want to make it really easy for you to listen to the topics and guests that you are interested in, whether that's culture and leadership or operations or technology or something else. Browse and search the entire library of more than 400 episodes for some of the top leaders and innovators in hospitality at podcast.hospitalitydaily.com. Dot com to get ideas for delighting the people around you and reaching your business and career goals. I produce this podcast each day and give it away for free because I want us all to learn and grow together. If you enjoyed today's episode, I just have one favor to ask. Please take a moment to text or email this episode to a friend or colleague who might appreciate it as well. They'll be grateful to hear from you and what we covered in the show can help them as I hope it helped you today. Thanks for listening and I'll see you here tomorrow. 